What's up? What's up, my man? What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. We have the one and only Jason Claiborne on Trinidad Check In. Everything well on your end, man? Man, I'm good, man. Just trying to get my kids situated. And I feel you. I get feel the, you know, family, the wife, kids fed, and, you know. Right. You know, we're here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you all been surviving through this pandemic? Man, it's it's been cool, man. You know, um, I think this is a good, um, it's a good time. And I feel like God is really bringing us back to spending time with our families, man. And building, rebuilding relationships. I agree. think that's the biggest thing right now, man. Agree, agree, yeah. agree. Uh, we fresh off um, top thirty. Yeah. Belongs to. I'm a, I'm actually I'm actually back in there this week. You back in there this week? Congratulations! Yeah, How does that feel? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels amazing now. Uh, being, you know, I've been an artist, but being a national artist now, I guess that's what you call it. Right, right. Um, right. You know, being a national artist now. Um, it feels good to, you know, after you've written songs for everybody and watching those songs chart right. and be number one and stuff like that to be in the top 30 as an artist now, it's a, it's a blessing. Got you, got you, man. How did, that, how did that relationship between you and Ty Scott, how did that form? So, man, what people don't know is I used to be a part of a Christian hip-hop group back in 2002 oh, called wow. uh, The Righteous Riders. Okay. And so I did all the hooks on that. I didn't rap, so don't ask me to rap. You know, <laughs> I didn't you. rap at all. But um, I started with the Righteous Riders, and I uh, started traveling with the Christian Hip Hop Group, and that's why I, you know I kind of developed my stage presence. You know, people would be like, "Man, when you lead worship, you move like a rapper on stage." And I'm like, "What is that?" You know, but right, right. I developed that you know that vibe, man. And, and God has had me on an interesting um, journey with how things have been influential um, and, and been a part of my ministry. Man. So um, I started, that was 15 years ago uh -huh. with, um, with the Righteous Riders, man. And we were like kind of one of the first, uh, I mean, after the Gospel Gangsters and Cross Movement was still kind of underground. So right. we were kind of one of the first mainstream gospel hip hop groups that mixed singing with rap. Not a lot of people were doing that yet. So we got nominated for Stellar in 2002. Okay. And then um, then, then they split up and everybody kind of started doing their own thing. So I started writing. Right. And I started my own group with my family members, man, and um, uh, called The Ensemble. And I wrote a whole bunch of songs. I was like, well, let's do a concert. We'll see if people come. Right. And, man, the people came and packed. I mean, it was, the fire marshal would have shut us down. It was so big. Okay. And and a lot of it, if I go back and pull that DVD up now, and you can find some of the clips on on YouTube if you go to Jason Claiborne and, right. and uh We Are Who We Are was the name of that. But a lot of musicians and uh singers who are now in the industry was at my concert. And a lot of them I didn't even know. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, producers and everything that are major, you know, Vashawn Mitchell's MD, uh Thomas Harden Jr., who is my brother in law now, he married my wife's sister. Oh wow. And uh, so producers and organ players, keyboard players, K-Bass, Kenny Diggs, who right. plays bass, uh, he's married to my other wife's sister. Uh, so, I mean, producers all and all in the family. All, all man. In the family. And in my family, they're all musically talented and gifted. My wife's family, um, musically talented and gifted. And um, uh, Jonathan Dunn, who wrote a lot of um, Marvin right. Sapp's hits, that hits, that's my wife's uh, uncle. 
So, man, so, man, it's just all over, man. There's so many amazing. It was like God was strategically saying, oh, I want you to meet this person. I want you to come close to this person. We met Kenny K-Base through a convention, and then we moved him to Louisville, and and he started playing bass at, at the church that I was uh, the worship leader at. Right, right. So, man, it's just, you know, it's um, it's just, it's interesting. Uh, I think it's almost like, am I living a movie because of the different places and things that God has allowed me to be a part of, man. It's been amazing. So how... Um, how the atmosphere changes? How did that group form? Okay, so I, choir has always been a big part of my life. Even even with the gospel, even when you was rapping. Yeah, yeah. See, I started. My mom had a youth choir called uh, uh, MGMC Metropolitan Gospel Music Connection. My grandmother started the group. My mom took over the youth section, and then it blew up into like over two hundred young people. Wow! So that was back in the nineties. You know what I mean? And we were traveling and singing and stuff. And then that died down. Everybody got older. I took over um, uh, after the second church I worked at, which I'm still at now as the worship leader. I've been there 16 years, St. Stephen Baptist okay. Church. Um, I, I took over the youth choir and it grew to like 250. Mm. On a Sunday morning, 250 young people on a fourth Sunday, every fourth Sunday for almost 10 years straight. Wow. Choirs, they were sitting in the audience. They couldn't even fit in the choir stand. Yeah, man. So, I mean, you can go. I mean, I got receipts. Go and look. You got receipts. You got facts. Yeah, go go <laughs> pull up uh, St. Stephen's Voices of Praise. Gotcha. Um, and you can see where on a regular Sunday morning concerts, you know, everything. We we had this youth choir. I remember Kevin Lemons, uh, the last second. So, was that the one where, um, where you had Kevin Lemons and Tiffany Boone? Yeah. Whoa! That's, that was, nah, that's facts. I know what you're talking about. Come now. on, so you right. so you already know when, right, when you pull, right, when right. you pull up Kevin Lemon's name, our videos pop up. Right, right, right. So that was that was the youth choir. Now that was a smaller version. Imagine four more rows of them on a regular Sunday. So it was bigger than that. Yeah. Wow. Bigger than that, and so that's how you know. Even Kevin Lemon's after that concert, he was like, "Hey, man, did you uh, overdub that concert?" I was like, no, nah, man, that's us from that night. What you mean, overdone? Pull on up, pull on up, bro. I'll see if you can pop that. <laughs> um, but um, but but choir, I've always been it's been a part of my life. I kinda God allowed me to veer off and and be e exposed to, you know, um other facets of music which helped me kind of add that thing to the choir. I remember one Sunday morning uh when uh Snoop's Drop It Like It's Hot came out. Right. Um I add, I took, I heard it, and I was like, man, let's add that to uh, Ricky Dillard's Work It Out. So on a Sunday morning, my my um, MD, Joe, he was like, man, what are you talking about? I was like, sample the beginning of Snoop's Snoop. Right. And then, so when it started at the time, when it started at the time, um, everybody in the church was like, and so it was like, dude. Do, 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 do. You heard the, and right. so all the all the hood cats in the in the balcony was up like, oh shoot, and they went like, da, 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 bum, 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 work it, do, 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 do. Still to this day, everybody, James Hall, Ricky Dill, I'm like, man, what were you thinking? But it was that it was that hip hop influence, right. and so when I saw Kanye. Do his choirs like man? We've been doing that. We've been doing it. 
We've been doing that, man. That's that's been gospel. That was gospel music, period. Orlando Draper, all John P. Key, all of them. They was all we was always sampling that R and B hip hop vibe and putting it to gospel music. Wow, wow, wow. So let's talk about the single So Atmosphere Changers came yeah. from that. Yeah, so so yeah. So 10, 10, 15 years later, you know, everybody grew up and one they a lot of them I've been knowing them since um middle school. So mm. they came with me middle school all through high school, you know, and then um, some of them, you know, went on and got married and went to college, graduated. There was a remnant of them after they came back from college and got married out of they still wanted to sing. Right. So the church had shut the choir down because of, um, because, you know, just numbers wasn't up. Right. So, um, but they were still singing 15 of them on a Sunday morning, mm. going crazy. And the other right. choirs would have, 60, 70 people in them, and they'd be like, how you got three sopranos over there? And they sound like a full choir stand. But right. it was just the way that I I, I worked them and, and, and you know, put, put work into them, man. So mm -hmm. uh, that's how they started, man. I, I kept them together. And they would all, every time they would sing, they would change the room, man, change the atmosphere of the room. Gotcha. And I was like, man, y'all, that's the name. I was like, man, y'all the atmosphere change. Mm -hmm. And that's where that came from, man. That's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about creator, man. Yeah, oh man. Let's talk let's about see. creator, man. How so, how did that single come about? So what's crazy about it is before I signed with Ty Scott, mm -hmm. I was going to make that the single. I was going I was working on a choir album anyway, because I had always wanted to do one. Got so it. I had a song called Do It Now, which is on the record. And I, and um and creator and i was gonna drop creator the radio because mm -hmm. just the vibe of it and every time we sung it people would go crazy the label picked praise belongs to you first mm -hmm. and i was like i was like it was like man we want you to put out this kind of vibe because it's praise and worship but it's choir and i was like okay so i mean it ended up taking off people love it and then when we dropped creator now the radio stations are like we want to put that on the radio and so, man, Creator was really the first song I thought was going to be the first single. Man, it's just, man, it's just that vibe of, you know, it putting that bop back in your neck, man. I feel right. like gospel music has gotten away from, you know, everybody's, you know, I agree deer, deer and Waterbrooks and <laughs> oceans and jumping off of a cliff into clear water. You know what I mean? I, you know, I just feel like people have forgotten about um, the struggles that black folk went through. Gotcha. I think that that's the key. That's where gospel music was birthed from. When Thomas A. Dorsey wrote Precious Lord, he what, lost his wife, right. lo lost one of his kids. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the struggle of, you know, when Andre Crouch wrote The, the Blood, he wrote it, threw it away. Right. His, his sister went back, got it out of the trash, uncrumbled it, laid it down, and now it's a hymn. You know, and right. those songs, Richard Smallwood's, you know, Total Praise. I mean, those songs, those were birthed out of experience and right. struggle right. and pain and, you know, and some joys and some peace and, mm -hmm. you know, out of our life. Right. And I think we've gotten a little too ethereal when it comes to forgetting where we came from. Mm -hmm. You know, ain't nothing wrong with the Black Gospel Worship because I've written some of it. I right. mean, I I, but I had, I mean, I, it, okay, let me just share some knowledge with you. Gotcha. A lot of the songs that you hear on radio, the black artists have 
done. They're not black worship songs. How great is our God? Right. Break every chain. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, indescribable. Those songs are not Lord, for good. But yeah, Lord, you're, well, Lord, you're good is Israel. So you know he's so black. He, so, so that didn't come. No, 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 no. That's a, he, no. That's Israel. Oh, okay, that's straight okay. Israel. So we got we got to keep that black. That's black. Got to keep. I mean, but uh, but a lot of a lot of these Dion songs. That, his own. Oh, that's my brother. That's my brother. What's up, man? And a lot of these songs that are, there's a lot of songs on black on black gospel radio. That's our count. Our brothers and and sisters, our white brothers and sisters songs. They're not birthed from our struggling or not even struggle our right. life right so i don't want people to get it confused and i love these songs we sing them on a sunday morning but they're not singing our songs on sunday morning right just be honest i've been in the studio with them you know written with some of them you know i love them they're my brothers and sisters but they're not really singing our songs on sunday morning so we got to really stay true to our sound and, and respect who we are mm. top five writers Ooh, oh boy I, I was gonna say that for the last question, but it just fell into it. Top okay. five, top five writers. Man, they don't all have to be. They don't have known. to be right. Um, and if they're not known, you could just really basically tell they work. Okay, but, I will. I got you, Donna Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And that's writer and production. Right. Um, and arranging. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Kirk too, man. Kirk's. He's the GOAT. Right. You know, uh, he's the GOAT when it comes to the pen. I wish, you know, after learning the storyline, I wish I wish he could have known a little bit more about the business back in the day. But uh, what's up, Mark Hubbard? What's up? What's up, Unc? Um, legends are on. The legends. 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 Um, <laughs> so, um, so, Donald. Um, Kirk. Kirk. Uh, Andre Crouch. Right. Just because he was so vast in different areas, you know what I mean? Of right. Head music. of his time, too. Oh, what? You can go back and play that stuff, man. That's why somebody was trying to, on a, on a, on a battle the other day, was trying to say Andre Crouch against Kirk Franklin. I'm like, come on now, man. You guys have to be kidding me. Um, Andre Crouch was doing Disney stuff, man. Like, come on. You know, so you do, your, do your homework. You feel right. me? <laughs> yeah. Right. But, right. Um, okay, so Donald, Kirk, um, Andre Crouch, and I, I would say two that are not known. Well, that one of them is known now because he wrote um, um, "I Got the Victory" for Ricky Dillard. That's uh, Jesse Williams out of St. Louis, okay. who is who is a, one of my favorite writers. Okay, and um, oh man, fifth one. I have to say, people are man. It's oh oh my god. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put about four or five people in the fifth one. Okay. Chris and Cal Kelly from St. Louis from the National Convention of Gospel Choirs and Courses. Um, uh, Oscar Williams from St. Louis. Um, um, Brian Pittman from Philly. Uh, man, the whole Dorsey camp. Every Man, half the songs that you sing on Sunday mornings you know, came from the Thomas A. Dorsey writers, right, including right. me. And then my, right. and then I'm, I'm, you know, I like myself. You know what I mean? Every, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You know that's what I mean? I like, I like, about. I like myself because I always try to stay true 
to the sound that God gives me. When people say, man, can you write a year all I need? Can you write another better? You know what I mean? I'm like, those are seasons of my life. Right. You know, can you write another over and over? Um, you know, Vashon Mitchell. I'm like, no, that was a season where I wanted to give up. I don't want to give up no more. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you're going to take me back to the season I wanted to give up to make right. me want to give up again. No. You know what I mean? So, um, but I but I just like to write. And then I write for, I write all types of stuff, man. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, I try to be versatile and with my pen. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. If there was someone right now, if there was any writer right now, past or present, that you could sit down and pick their brain, who would it be? Andre Crouch. Mm. Why? I, just because of the the talent, the business mind behind what he does, mm -hmm. the talent and the gift and the business and all of that stuff, man. Just how he was, I mean, and he didn't let nothing stifle the creativity. Mm -hmm. I'd have, I'd actually have to put him. Donald and Kirk in, in, a, in a room together. Don, Donald taught me how to learn the business as a songwriter. Gotcha. You know, see, my mom grew up with Donald and Hez in the Dorsey Convention. Donald and Hez are Dorsey boys. Mm. My mama told me a story about when people didn't like Donald's music. I mean, I was kind of laughing at it because it was different. Are you That's, serious? Yeah, she would help him teach you that convention. You know wow. what I mean? And this, they were all in the youth department at, at the National Convention of Gospel Choirs. And of course, shout out to everybody at Dorsey National Convention of Gospel Choirs. I still go to this day. I don't care how big the Lord will allow me to get, I'm always going to go. That's family, man. So now, do you prefer, they're not taking no shots at nobody, but do you yeah. prefer going to the Dorsey Convention than GNWA? Yep. Mm -hmm. I've been to both. You've been to both? I, I, I think, GM, well, for a couple of years there, and, you know, GMWA's leaders were coming to Dorsey to try to. They, they, they didn't. They didn't say that that's what they was doing. But any, any real Negro <laughs> that got eyes, you know, I was like, what is different? And then they pulled from what we did and added some stuff back to GMWA. But that's that's a whole nother story. But Dorsey out, Dorsey all day. Kenneth Dorsey Bishop Dorsey. Kenneth Bishop Kenneth Mose, he was our leader. You know what I mean? How, so, how was that as him being the listen, convention? Oil. The oil level of sitting up under Bishop Kenneth H. Mose changed my life. Mm. I, I literally think I'll never forget the year he died. Um, he was always a forward thinker. Right, and so he was riding on his scooter back to the, his room after a concert we did, and it went crazy. The oil fell, anointing fell in the house. People was getting saved, delivered. I've seen him shut down a whole room because one person was speaking in tongues prophetically, and he was interpreting it. Mm. I've been in there where, where we've been in youth sessions, and the spirit of the Lord falling. Everybody, they got to carry people back to the rooms. You know what I mean? You know, writers like Caleb Parker wow. that wrote for C.C. Winans, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. was writing songs and flooring, you know, flooring Daryl and Harold Edgar. I'm calling these names out. Y'all don't know, but y'all sang these songs. People songs. Y'all sang them, man. Uh, Chris and Cal Kelly, There's No One Like You Because of the Blood. 
I mean, I, the list can go on and on. Rick, because of the blood, Ricky Dillard, that's Dorsey. Right. Um, there's no one like you. You are worthy of my praise. Right. Wage. Dorsey. I mean, it's, it was so many dope songs and spiritual moments. My spirituality has, that's a big part of my spiritual life. Every, for that one week, it was just like you would be recharged for the whole year. And I never forget riding back. On, he was riding on the scooter. I was walking by. He was like, Jason, they don't get it, man. I'm trying to get them to see what the Lord is trying to take us to next. And then a couple months later, he passed. And I was like, wow, man. But, um, but yeah, th those are three people that I would get in the room together. Gotcha, just to gotcha. pick their brain and say, and, and say don't, don't do this. Do this. Do it this way. Wait, stay with that. Don't try to change it to fit what the what the industry wants. Right. Just just do it because that's how God gave it to you. Right. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. You talk about yeah. you speak about um, you know, you, you referred to Donald Lawrence and you said to know more about the business of writing. Yeah. Is there is there something that, you know, aspiring writers should really know about, you know, the business per se, like the number one rule. Um, I would have to say um, learn and know your publishing and your writer splits. Mm -hmm. Know that. A song is 200, but it's really 100. It's 100, it's 50% 50 50 of each part of a song, but it's really 100, 100% writers, 100% publishing. Know what those splits look like. Know what they look like when in, in terms of your paperwork and the labels. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So don't right. go into this you know, dumbfounded when you're just excited to get a song on a record. Right. Like a lot of, I got the copyrights to a lot of these songs. I own them. Mm. You know what I mean? I right. own I own majority of a lot of these songs that are out. So I get the, I have the, I have a say-so in it. Nobody can put them out without calling me. Nobody can sing them without saying, you got to call the writer. Oh, man. And I'm setting up the people around me to be that same way. You know what I'm saying? Where you got to know the business, man. That's the only way when you, when the word talks about that your gift will make room for you. Right, right. You right. got to be smart. You remember when, you know, uh, Jesus gave them all of that land. He told them to go get it. And they, and they wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. It was, it was because they were listening to everybody around them instead of following the will and the voice of God. Right. So what could have took them not even a hundred miles to get to, it took them 40 years to get to. Mm. So, you, you know, you trying to, you got to know, you, you move different mm -hmm. and, and people treat you different when you know the business. Got you. You know what got I mean? You. So I'm not, I'm not going to let nobody pimp me or take advantage of me just because I'm doing gospel music. No, you got to learn the business and know, you know what I mean? And your gift will make room for you if you are smart Use your brain. They tell everybody, you want, if you don't want black people to know about it, put it in a book. Agree, agree, agree. You know what I mean? Or YouTube has everything. Right. Go watch. You watch movies all day. Take this time and learn about what the splits and what it looks like. That way, when you go into it, you can have some type of negotiation skills and you're not just getting excited about um the fact that you're getting a song place now i'm i'm i when i when we did when i when i had songs on bashan mitchell's promises album mm -hmm. i did I, I did i worship you and i did over and over featuring kimberell mm -hmm. i wasn't really versed in it yet 
it was not it was not until I got on Bishop Hezekiah Walker's sold out album, which Donna Lawrence produced. Um, and he was like, go get the copyrights and make sure you got your publishing and your writers signed up through BMI ASCAP or CSAC. And I was like, what is that? And he just told me the whole thing. And then I went and I and I looked it up. Right. And I went and I learned and taught myself about and then I went and sat in some rooms where people were talking about it so I could learn. Never and I won't and, and never be afraid, man. I'm still learning to this day. My yeah. pastor told me when you put yourself in a posture where you cannot, where you are not teachable, right? Then you you are you've hit the ceiling. So when you put yourself in a position where you don't you you think you know everything and you don't want nobody to teach you nothing, you, you you're gonna cap yourself out. Because the industry is changing and the world is changing, you got to be able to adapt with the changes that's happening. Right, right, right. Let's talk about the sold out album. Let's talk about the sold out album. I'm a big Heads fan. I really want to talk about. Um, I really want to go in detail about the battle. I want to go in detail about the battle. Um, but I want to talk about um, the sold out album. You're all okay. I need. You're all I need. How did that song come about? Because let me tell you, I thought. I thought originally, like when you were going back to the conversation, you said like we get other people's music. I literally thought that that was a CCM song that he had like found, like he had got overseas and stuff like that. So, so let me tell let me tell you this. I don't care if nobody say we, I was a part of bringing that sound through choir music mm. first. I was a part of that that whole movement. Because when we first did the song, it had a rock vibe to it. Mm. I I could play it for you. I mean, we we lit it literally the first time we sang it. I actually I was dropping my first album with my group, the ensemble called Music right. Wordology, and I was like, I know this is we 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 doing songs from the record, but I want to introduce this song to y'all tonight. And I sang it that night, and we couldn't stop singing it for like fifteen minutes. Mm. And I was like, oh boy. I was like, this song got something on it. And it took me five times to get that song to the, the actual night of sold out album. They only played the music. They didn't sing it. Really? So Oscar, yeah, Oscar Williams, who is the um, musical director at T.D. Jake's Church, who is a Dorsey kid. Right. Um, said, Jay, um, Bishop said, then you got a song on here he told everybody that it's your song, but they just gonna play the music and they and we want you to clap. We want every, he wants everybody to clap. So it was like they played the music and everybody was clapping. Nobody had heard the song, just the music. Went in the studio. Nobody had heard the song. They cut the song with Donna Lawrence and, and the choir. Record came out. It was track nine on the album. Right, right. wasn't wasn't a single. Wasn't. Should have been. Should have been. Should have been. <laughs> wasn't and later on down the line, Hez told me that he should have made it a single because when Sold Out came out, it was on the radio and it was pumping, but they were playing your all I need almost the same. And P and churches were singing it around the country. I think you should have did that instead of God Favor Me. me and personally. I'm in, I'm me in the God Favor Me video. <laughs> go back go back and watch the video. I'm singing in it. Man, so <laughs> So how was that actually being, how was that feeling when you, you know, got that song placement 
on that it was it was like a breath of fresh i'm gonna tell you a story about it what's funny so yeah 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 when i got my first publishing check and it was like fifteen hundred dollars i was like and me and my brother first of all let me tell you shout out to bishop heads because he didn't take any publishing from that song we own a hundred percent of that song still to this day i still get checks from that song 12 years later okay so we own that song 100 percent. my brother owns 50 percent. i own 50. so first check i was like oh my god second check it was like four or five thousand i was like oh shoot let me tell you what christmas oh so they were doing donna lawrence heads and i'm doing verizon's wireless is how sweet the sound right 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 these are all fact stories y'all i'm telling y'all the story christmas happened you know you spend all your money on christmas right right like, oh my god what am i gonna do so it was cold january 4th 5th some 10th in somewhere in that area i went out to the to the um mailbox and i looked at a thing and i verizon how sweet the sound was traveling for a year they were singing You're All I Need on the traveling while they were going. Houses packed. Everybody's choir there and singing it. And I, I looked at this bill. You know, I was like, I don't got no Verizon wireless bill. Right. It looked like a bill. Mm. And I almost threw it away. And something said, open it. And there was a $10,000 check in there. And listen, off of one song. And let me tell you what's crazy. I called my little brother. And he was like, Something's in your voice, man. I can feel it. So you want five grand? He said, don't play with me, bro. You know, we just came out Christmas. And I was like, you want five grand? I got five grand for you, bro. And he, I ain't never seen him get to my house that quick. <laughs> I thought he, Why you stay from you? Oh, man, he was, he, was, he was at least 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away. <laughs> I, I guarantee you it was like eight minutes. Wow. I hung the phone up, went in the house. And I heard, <laughs> I was like, he was like, bro, what is it? And I said, look, and man, he hit the floor and started crying. Wow. Yeah. So man. your brother, so your brother is basically one of your writing partners or your keys and everything. But, but we like we like Butch and Sundance, man. You know, what I mean, my my brother, we don't we don't work as much as we used to. Mm-hmm. You know, he does a lot more R and B and pop and hip hop, but um. Got you. Man, but when we sit down, he just knew my mind. He always knew that um, that when I would give him a song, I'd be like, "I want this vibe," and I come back to it, and I'd be like, "What?" And man, he would he would just he just had a vibe, man. My brother Sean Claiborne. Uh, so you know, shout out, shout out to my brother. Shout out to the bruh. So, yeah. um, let's talk about. So, was that the only song you did on that record? So that was the only song I did on on that record, and then I was I was submitting songs to people. Right, I got a notebook. It's in my garage. I got a notebook of everybody I was sending songs to. Mm. That were that were up. This is when Sunday's Best had just started. Right, right, right. I was sending songs to Jessica Reedy, Latisse Crawford, Amber Bullock. Um, Marvin Sapp. I mean, I, I was writing down songs. I was just writing and writing and building up my catalog. And um, nobody for almost eight years, I got a couple independent placements. Right. But nationally, I really wasn't getting no placements. 
Um, I got a lot of people, a lot of choirs and groups and solo artists that were independent were doing my songs. And then I was being featured on, you know, Georgia Mass Choir album. Um, then I was working on my own records. Right. So in the midst of me writing, I was still doing records. Mm. I put out a record in 2010, a solo project called Rhythm and Praise. Then I put out another album in 2013 called The Heart of the People. And then um, I, I didn't stop even in the midst of the writing, I was like, man, I'm gonna just do records. Right, right. You know what I mean? John McKee was like, man, just keep cutting records, man. Cut records until, you know, until somebody pays attention to you. Mm -hmm. Eight years later, better. I I think that's, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a by any means necessary to sold out. Well, I was, yeah, sold out album fan. You know, everybody that. thought I wrote every praise. Everybody thought I did because if you play every praise in your All I Need, it has the same rhythm. It has almost. the same rhythm. Right, 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 right. So when everybody, every praise come out, there's people still to this day, it was like, congratulations on winning the song of the year, of the decade. I'm like, I didn't write that. You know what I mean? But, but it was the vibe of the song that, right. You know, everybody, you know, then everybody started doing kind of praise and worship choir joints. But so it wasn't really. Record come about? So I didn't make the Every Praise album. I tried to get on it. Right. Then I wrote a song. That was all the Zeus record, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a so then I called, then I wrote a song called All the Glory, All the Praise. I wrote like five or six songs in that couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote a song called All the Glory, All the Praise. And I just knew Bishop was going to love it. It had a drive, some modulations. I sent it to him. He was like, God said, I love it. But write me one more. You almost there. So that Wednesday night Bible study, my pastor was preaching. And he said, he gave a story about the, a deacon that had stolen all the money from the church when he had taken the church over at 21. Uh -huh. And then he said, um, a little 90-year-old lady walked up to him after they didn't prosecute the deacon. They let him go. Right. He said, you know what? She, a 93-year-old lady walked up and said, you know what? Eventually, baby, it's going to get better. And I wrote the whole song with no melody on the back of some message notes. Wow. The verses, the courses, the bridge. I was just like, <laughs> I was right, right. Next day, Thursday, went up in my office, cut the um, vocals on my Pro Tools to a click track. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard in my head. Sent it to my producer who I've been working with now, Gabriel Hatcher. And he put some music to it. It was like end of April going into May. Sent it to Bishop. He was like, I love it. Let me sit with it. And I didn't hear nothing back until November. One of my boys, Ron, Ron, Kingdom Fly, Ron, he was like, yo, son, you wasn't going to tell me you got the single? And I was like, the single for who? Oh, I didn't, didn't even know. Didn't wow. even know. And he was like, yo, Bishop about to put your song out as the single. Better. It's definitely, we've been killing it in rehearsal. And so, boom. Don Jackson was in the studio. Um, that was the end of 2015. Don Jackson was in the studio um, while they were recording it in Chicago with Donna right. Lawrence. He said, I love the song. We're putting it on. Stellars. He has wasn't even on the Stellars. We putting it on the Stellars, and then somebody recorded it that night on on their phone, and they wasn't supposed to, and they posted it, and it went viral. 
And then when the song came and hit radio, everybody had already loved it. So it was number one for like 20 weeks. I can all, I, I ain't trying to be in your pockets, but I can almost imagine. <laughs> so, uh, listen, it, it would have been better if streaming hadn't hit. Mm. Streaming is what killed, killed me. Really? Yeah, streaming is horrible. I tell people all the time, yeah, stream and it looks good. But if you want buy the record, buy the song, it's going to go to your streaming. Right. Right. Spend the dollar twenty nine because it takes over fifteen hundred streams to equal one 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 song, one one payment. And that payment, every time you stream, those songs are like zero zero nine nine eighth of a cent. So buy. Buy and then put, let it go into your streaming. If ain't nobody gonna ever tell you, yeah, a million plus streams look good, but they don't, it don't transfer into revenue like people think. I mean, it's right. a nice little check, but no, God, God, God blessed though. He blessed, right. he blessed, he's still blessed. Don't let me take, don't take that. No, he's still blessed, you know. So, um, and I'm grateful for it because it helped me, it helped me take care of my family. And then it helped me finish my fourth album. So, going to what? Do you, what did you think about the battle? Um, I thought it was. I thought it was great for gospel music. I thought it was dope. I feel like somebody should have coached them a little bit more on where to place the songs. Right, 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 right. Because they, I mean, I was grateful that Bishop started off off with better. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but there were other songs that were dope. That they waited until the end, three hours later, to play. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Now I'm a John P. Key head because that's who I learned how to sing from. Him, Marvin Winans, those are two goats that I, you know, texture placement, all of that. Right. Um, ministry, the whole nine. But when it comes to just Sunday morning jams, it's all the way. He he didn't even play them all. <laughs> he didn't play the ninety nine and a half that I wanted to hear. See, I wanted to hear. He I wanted to hear the of, one. He, he didn't play Second Chance. Come home, man. I think Come Home is one of the most underrated songs, Hezekiah Walker songs ever. And the way Tiffany Royal killed that, smacked, smacked. Her <laughs> ad libs on that were classic, man. Especially at the, at the end, oh my I mean, god! I mean, um, I, oh, I'm, I'm gonna make it. With Jesus Would on you, my side, what? Come on, bro! It was some that whole Atlanta Morehouse album he could have played. I believe it. I believe he could have played. I believe he could have played. I believe he could have played by any means in the Morehouse album, and we would have been done. But I also think I also uh, live in London. He could have played the live in London album. He could have played that too. I also think that John could have played. He could have just played strength and um and show up and show up, and we would have been done. <laughs> you know I, mean? I think I think he but, but played. to see ninety eight thousand people in a room for gospel music at one time, almost a hundred thousand people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see, see Donald and Kurt though. Kurt ain't gonna do it. 
I want to see. I want to. Of course, it's not a battle per se, but like, that, that that would be a writing thing to me. I yeah. think that would be tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But mean, you, but you, but you, but you gotta be careful because you gotta think them them Walls groups albums, them them singles that they was dropping. Right. That was Kirk. That was Kirk's pen. Go back Kirk and look. Was that? Man, listen, the Tasha Page Lockhart album. Yeah, the first yeah. One, that was all Kirk. Maybe one song she wrote on that album. I know because I was trying to get on the record. Kirk wrote all that? All. Um, uh, if it's not about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, that's, that's Kirk. I mean... Man. I mean, Donald, Donald can do the same thing, too, because that Finally Karen album, the, listen. Over. I don't, even, I, don't even, I don't even know if they did overdubs on that album. I went and watched that whole VHS on, you, on YouTube. Me, me and my, my wife and, and my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law, man, we watched that one Easter Sunday just like, it was classic. Mm-hmm. And it was a new, fresh vibe, man. Right. You know what I mean? Where, you know, it, man, gospel music was hit. It, when you're in church, it was you know, the Orlando Drapers, all of that, man. All of Everybody that. had about that whole Bible Stories album. Oh, man. I, you can, if you can play a whole album like that, but then you got to think, Kirk could do the same thing. You got the Rebirth album. Yeah. You got, I mean, you got the Hero album. Right, you know, Don't even I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, oh, bruh, that album still is relevant to this day. To this day, if you want a new God's Property album vibe, that's what I'm drop, about to drop. Really, when the atmosphere changes. Yep, whole album. I, 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 I penned this whole choir album off of making sure that you don't skip the song, and that every song you can sing in church, every last one of them. Every, everyone. Now let me ask you this. That leads me to this question: What can what do you consider? What makes a gospel album a classic album? If you got five to six songs on the album that 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 you won't skip through. If if you if you got if if I'm if I'm skipping one and then I go to four, and then I go to ten, ten. right, and then I go to eleven. Ain't ain't a ain't a solid album. If I put it in and I don't skip all the way through, right? Like I'm gonna tell you an album that should have gotten mega. And I'm I'm a gospel head, so right. I support everybody. I ain't no Jonathan Nelson's Fearless album where he had the black leather jacket on, black and white leather. You could you would not skip a song on that record. Not one song. Bro, that album, everybody, whoever's on here, go back and listen to that record. You got that God You Are My Hope song. Right. God You Are My Hope. Mm -hmm. We just did it at church this past, about two weeks ago. My thing is, albums that you can put in and play, Natalie Wilson's uh, Girl Director album. I'm going to do this shameless plug again. If you want a record that has Natalie Wilson and and SOP's vibe on it. That's what this album. That's what, that's what this album gonna be. 
I'm not playing. I, I wanted to make sure I listened to those records to figure out the formula. And my big bro, you know, Myron Butler wrote a lot with, with Kirk on that guy's property album. I just did. I just did an interview with him Sunday night. Man, and, you know, it's just me learning from everybody that has been in the game. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm early. I'm a lot of early artist fans. Like, right. I feel like Ty should go back to early Ty. I think so. I think you need to go back to the life. The life. You need to go back to the life victory and the standout album, please. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Whatever you got to do to mend them relationships, go back to that. Like, go back to it. I go early, Mary Mary. Go back to the early Mary Mary. The I love y'all dearly. Thank what you can't thankful, <laughs> thankful. And what's the the second the self titled album? Yeah, I think was that the no the sound came later. But now, um, now that was cool. They were still Mary Mary on that, but the first two records, the, the thankful album. I can't. I don't think I can actually. Now I think that's a classic album because I don't. I don't think I've ever passed. Or skip the song on that record. Listen, the the bonus track on yeah. that album is one of my favorite songs. Give it up, gotta let it go. Everybody, get back to who <laughs> you were. Oh, Please, man. I know the elevation is happening, but everybody, get back to the sound that you had, man. And that's that's what I've always I pray and ask God that. Just I know I know things evolve, but keep that freshness of who you are. Do you think we go, will you think we try to be so much with the times? Yeah. Like the current? I hate it. Because I honestly think, I honestly think this recent Ricky Dilla album, I think that that was bad. I think that's vintage Ricky to me. I love it. Because I think it's, it's, I think it's seven episode worthy. I think it's hallelujah. You think it's worthy. hallelujah worthy? What? Because it's, <laughs> it's churchy. It's, it is. It's, Sunday morning black gospel church. It's the reason why people love what we do. But bro, when he went back and did he redid the Mighty Clouds of Joy, my rooftop. <sighs> now look, I realized, let me tell you what, I realized what he what he what he was doing because I was supposed to have two songs on this new album. Really? Yeah, because I had two I had songs on the, on the, on the, yeah, the, on the on, yeah, so I was supposed to have two songs on the record. He said he said, nephew, I'm going to apologize to you, but um, this is what the label wants me to do, but I'm going to do your songs on the next album. Because creator, he actually wanted it. Mm. Creator, he wanted it. And, I, and I, I was like, nah, you can't get this one. This is me. But see, Ricky don't care. Ricky will go back and record it anyway. Yeah. He don't care. Yeah. He don't care who does it. I love that about him. Okay, nephew, I'll just grab it for the next one. You know, so, you know, and I will, I will, I survived it before better. Wow. Man. That's, that's good history right there, man. I, I survived it. Better came out blew up and then everybody started hitting me up asking me to write mm-hmm. you know what i mean so ricky said you know nephew you uh writing all the hits for your godfather you gonna write one for me and i was like go check your email from two years ago and i survived it was sitting in the email wow then he needed a churchy tune 
I said, look, my church, my women's choir, my church just recorded this song that my boy Jesse Williams wrote. And I was like, uh, I got the victory. I was like, I was like, I said, I got one for you. I sent it to them. They didn't change none of the music. They kept it just like my women's choir album. Just same same format. Mm-hmm. So I was in the mid- If a song is a hit, it's a hit. If I'm around it and I know I can get it to somebody and it can bless the world, I'm going to send it out. Because that's how the industry should be. Right. You know what I'm saying? It should right. be where, you know, when I first heard, I heard Big back in November mm-hmm. before it hit radio real tech. When I heard it, James Fortune was like, I want y'all to hear my pastor's new song. He came out, he did it. I looked over at my boy and said, it's out of here. It's a hit. When I heard your great name, I was like, right. I wish I wish I wrote that. Are there any other songs that you wish that you would have wrote? Every Praise. Mm. Um, trying to think what else that's out that I wish I would have wrote. Um... Your great name, definitely. Mm. Uh, they will have to be two mm. that, that I probably wish I would have wrote. Gotcha. Because they was they were just. Oh, of course. I, when I heard Worth, I knew it was a smash. But Anthony Brown is an incredible right, guy. Right, right, right. You know right. that's that's my brother. Like I've been knowing Anthony Brown back in the day so I mean wow, wow, I, he's wow. been incre- go back to pull up more, uh, Marette Brown Clark's albums mm-hmm. he wrote one of the best songs ever Sovereign God you are the sovereign God Anthony Brown wrote that what that's his singers in the background bro we gotta everybody <laughs> go do your homework <laughs> yeah that was man that, Anthony Brown the song she got on the uh, I Want God right now right Anthony, right Anthony Brown Wow. Now let me ask you this. Do you feel like it's um, you know, going from a writer being behind the scenes and transitioning into like in the, you know, in the line black as far as being an artist, do you feel the pressure? Yep. In what way? The gatekeepers. Mm. I'm gonna be on my hundred, I don't care because I don't own nobody. Are you good, bro? I don't I don't I don't I don't don't answer to nobody. I'm right. I'm got one hundred percent of everything. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> don't matter. Um, just fighting through the people that it's just too many crabs in the barrel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you, I got to be a part of a certain clique or a certain regime of people to be accepted. Mm-hmm. For what? I'm not trying to be accepted by nobody. I'm trying to just please God and be a kingdom worker. Right. And at the end of the day, we all servants. Right. So, so when we get to heaven, nobody gonna have no title. Not at all. You know what I mean? So you need to humble. The reason why the CCM market is so successful is because they realize that. And I've been in the room writing with at least seventy-five percent of the CCM top writers. Mm. I got songs with them right now. I got songs with them that ain't even been placed yet at least 25 songs and we are all servants and that's what they the michael w smiths the uh matt redmonds the um chris tomlins right all of them they are all shout out to Derek mcduffie too whose that's record just dropped i got a song on there too the first song on the album which one did you oh really yeah uh, um yeah the first song on the record everybody go yeah. get his new album 
Shout out to him right now. Big Dumpy, um, what's up, bro? You know, you never know where I'm gonna be, Doc. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> and and I wrote on Duffy's last album too. Ooh. Churchy tune. Um, I can't even think of the name of the song. Featuring Robin. Um, uh, I shall not want. I shall. I shall not want. Mm. So shout out to Derek. Everybody go buy his record. Hold on, buddy. I'll be there in a minute. I'm doing the interview. Okay. <laughs> um, it sounds good. I need some skins on Fortnite. That's what you keep asking me to do. Um, so, um, but what was we talking about? Because he threw me off. We were talking about the 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 actual going to, and I'm actually looking in the back and I see the BMI. So you ain't playing no games with him. Oh no, we ain't, yeah, we're not playing. It's I ain't. I ain't even, I wouldn't, I ain't trying to floss. I mean, oh, man. I'm just, man, look, it's just, it's a constant reminder of, for this, this stuff for me and awards and my Dove Award and my Grammy nomination and all of that stuff is just to remind me that I need to keep working. Right. Don't when I watch, complacent. don't get complacent. When them battles happen, it's the fact that um, I need to keep working and I need to keep my mind at a point to where I'm like the Michael Jacksons and the, and the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying these people, you know, the catalogs, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, the catalogs right, right. were, were, are endless, mm. you know what I mean? And I just want to have enough and be ready for the moment. Store your, your store, store your, your storage being up, you know, so that when distribution time comes, you're ready to have product. Right. Right, right. Store the barnyards up. Mm. You know what I mean? Store them up and, and have them ready. Multiple barnyards so that when your time comes and that when your season comes, you can go to storage, the storage bin and say, he's, he's been in the freezer, Doc. Exactly, exactly. These steaks, these steaks are still good. They got, exactly. they got seasoning. They've been... They've been uh, um, dry, compressed, and put together. You know, be ready, be ready for these moments. That way, like somebody asked me, that, "Have you been writing during this COVID season?" What you think? That's true. I've already written them and sent them out. What you think? You gonna you gonna hear them soon? And if you don't hear them on their records, you are gonna hear them on mine because that's the that's the cool thing about it right now. Is I told my producer today, I said, I said we're in a good place, Doc. I said because if these artists don't do it, you know we can do them ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, Wes Morgan's guy will get me through on the radio. Yeah. How was that relationship for him? Um, I've been knowing Wes. Wes done been in my church. That's that's family. Right, right. You right. know what I mean? So we just, it was the moment in time. Actually, 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 he was supposed to drop another song that he hadn't dropped yet, and I'm trying to get him to drop it. It's a song I wrote called God Wins featuring John P. Key. It's ignorant. I got it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play it. But no, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. But I bet he was about to record. He was about to drop it, and something happened. But I'm. I'm we. Might, I might be producing that. Me and my squad producing that whole record. But I got a song called "God Wins," and it's already done with Wes Morgan featuring John P. Key. Ignorant. John P. Key called me one morning with a, with, with no shirt on, bro. And this desk, um, the same desk he was at doing the um, doing the, the battle. Yeah, man, and also, that's 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 fam though. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? These cats mm -hmm. is like fathers and uncles to me. Right. Like I, I didn't get caught up off of knowing them. Right. I got caught. I got caught up off of learning. 
Mm-hmm. When I when I would be in a room with Bishop, I traveled with Bishop, still travel with him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Traveled with Bishop for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the learning processes that I've learned from these guys. What to do, what to say, what not to do, how to handle business, how to talk to these people, how to move, how to make it happen. You know what I mean? Even when it's not happening, how to make it happen. You know what I mean? How to figure it out, how to move, how, how to maneuver through this industry. Not mm-hmm. letting people take advantage of you and being a real man. You know what I'm saying? Right, and right. You know, and, and, and having integrity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody, ain't nobody perfect, but, right. you know, having integrity and moving through this thing and making sure, and then sharing the knowledge with others so that they can be successful. Right. That's what you're supposed to do, man. I right. don't understand why. I just don't understand why you don't share what you got. I, I agree with that, man. I, I feel like I feel like um, there is when people do get a sense of notoriety or they do. Be they do. They do go up. You know what I'm saying? They do yeah. get a couple, you know, a lot some cloud or whatever like that. They actually withhold that information to the people that's coming up behind them. I don't, you know I don't get saying? that. So, I, I, I don't, when, it, when it's kingdom work. Right. You know, when, when it's all kingdom work and we're all supposed to be on the same team. Right. If your anointing is big and God does what he does through you, it doesn't dim my light. Right. Because we all going to be at the table. Come on, man. Right. It don't dim my light. I've sat in rooms with all the greats and looked around the table like, why y'all mad at each other? Why y'all so... But it's a lot of insecurity. Mm-hmm. You know, so so when you don't know who you are for real and you go home, that's why this, this pandemic right now is showing that really a lot of people don't have no lives. And when you take the stage away from them and you take that platform away from them, who are they? don't got nothing. Nothing. I come home, I got a wife, I got kids, I got stuff to do, I got church, I got my own writing, my own things I'm working on, working with the mayor, working with the governor of my city, working with the Louisville Orchestra. You got things that you got to do. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's a lot of, and and, and everybody got problems and issues, ain't nobody perfect, like I said, but dealing with the, the, dealing with your own personal insecurities that way, you can fight those things to be able to understand that when we all together, it works better. That's mm-hmm. like I go back to saying, that's what the CCM, they're not, they not perfect either, but that's what they got. They right. realize that it's kingdom. We got and less, we got, we got 59 seconds. Okay. We got 59 seconds. We can, we can come back. We, we can come back. come back. Let's go back. Let's go back.